exploring the mysteries of life and the cosmos with an overwhelming desire to uncover buried truth, discovering whether or not human beings purposefully manipulated the world or something more spiritual has happened or is happening. Researching a wide range of topics such as conspiracies, religion, spirituality, science, health, and history, Apple of Perception delves into the beyond, where nothing is off-limits. This is Apple of Perception Podcast. If the world is an enigma, then everyone is either telling their own truths and or we're all pathological liars. Because everything is consciousness, choice dictates reality, and the truth is within. Recording in Niagara Falls, New York, I am Joseph Edward Vinay, a self-educated eccentric whom is too humble to create a curriculum vitae. I am most inspired by our unique human ability to choose. I believe it is through our chosen expectations, thoughts, hopes, ideas, and attitudes that we manipulate the world around and within us, for better or for worse. Throughout the beginning phase of this podcast, I will be reading to you chapter by chapter my book, Apple of Perception. It is a journey through metaphysics, philosophy, and comparative religion that portrays a grand illustration of the spiritual foundation of our physical world. It focuses on spiritual growth and follows the light upon the path towards enlightenment. It compares and contrasts the mythos throughout the ages and bypasses the fallacies of modern science in attempts to determine everything in reality to be telling the same story. A life lesson that involves a falling away from God and it also proposes how we can unveil the secrets to help us find our own way back. It is my personal philosophy, occult information, and a self-help book. And you get this knowledge for free just by listening to it right here on the Apple of Perception podcast. This work is dedicated to my firstborn son, Quinlan, so that what little of life's mysteries I have unlocked, you can build upon. The author's preface Apple of Perception illustrates what I've discovered on my journey through life and my coming to understand what it is all about. As I continue to struggle to be a better person and to live beyond duality's confines, I urge anyone reading not to demonize what I have demonized. Learn, as I did, that the process of moving through life is a process rooted in identifying our world through a veil of polarities. The concepts of good and evil are ultimately not the end game for what is meant for our souls. My motivation to seek out this knowledge came when the woman I loved was dying. Her cancer had been spreading despite chemotherapy treatment. I was compelled to seek out alternative methods in order to save her life. Directly after the application of resonant frequency therapy, her health turned for the better. We thought at the time that the alternative therapy had been the miracle cure that she needed. Over time, I have come to learn what the real cure-all was. It was what had changed inside of her, her mind. This was the darkest time of her life. We had lost a child. Our relationships with others were extremely rocky. Essentially, she was forced to take another perspective on life. Ties were severed with deleterious relationships, and ties were strengthened with supportive ones. It was a change in perspective that saved her life. The decision to look up and trust there was a better future. 
continuing on the dark path would have resulted in untimely death. Know that this work was written during my own spiritual journey. It reflects my belief in a spiritual foundation of our physical world. The knowledge presented may sound strange and confusing. The steps taken were necessary to further strengthen my own personal faith. They may not be the same steps for you. Comparative to the method of using tarot cards or the fictional device known as the alethiometer from the Book of the Golden Compass by Philip Pullman, I see symbols and words as portraying a spectrum of meanings. This is how ancient picture languages portrayed their vast meanings. Most look at things only to have one meaning, and possibly a different meaning to someone else. I see it differently. I have come to understand that when presented with anything in life, that one must learn to look within to discern the truth of which is presented. This work also focuses on gnosis, enlightenment, ascension, apotheosis, etc. I use the terms almost synonymously and compare and contrast mythos throughout the ages to all be telling the same story, a life lesson that involves a falling away from God and hidden meanings within allegories which help us find our way back. It is a wisdom that cannot be taught and a concept that cannot be explained in any earthly way. Yet, like all false prophets that have come before me, I aim to try. Perhaps what I present will spark a fire in the heart of, a, of the true prophet within yourself. Part 1. Weird. Weird. Pronounced like the English word weird, but spelled W-Y-R-D, is a Norse and Anglo-Saxon word. It refers to the energy that makes up the universe and is said to be connected by a weave of intricate strands. It holds our fates and our destiny. Weird is said to be woven into the physical world by three sisters called the Norns, who are responsible for shaping our everyday lives. Their names are Erder, Verdandi, and Skuld, which mean that which has become, that which is in the process of becoming, and that which should be. This weird energy is compiled from energies from our past, present, and future. All thoughts, actions, and words produced by every human being throughout history contribute to the weird. It is an energy that flows forth from every person in the world. Every day it works to shape destiny based on the choices we all make. Each individual contributes to weird and all our lives are connected by its web of fate. Chapter 1 Crossroads An Introduction to the Unseen It is the goal of the sciences and lifelong search of many to understand what creates and maintains all that is. The journey always starts off as a mental endeavor to interpret the physical world. However, the end result of this winding staircase is an ontological shift. Reality and the way things work, it is easier to understand these things once we accept and acknowledge things we've chosen to overlook. Of course, once we broaden our perception and we ultimately acknowledge how little we know at all, eventually each and every one of us will come to understand that the true seat of power that forges and holds reality in place resides inside ourselves. Throughout this 
work are many interpretations of what is generally referred to as quantum physics. They are brought forward for the purpose of relating science to our true spiritual reality. Various descriptions and comparisons will be offered to prove that there is an unseen force that sparks all matter into existence, that quantum fields come first and come together to form into particles. In this path of understanding, the unknown spiritual foundation of our physical world, it is necessary to build a belief structure that shows how physical reality follows unseen energy back to its source. To prematurely disappoint the atheist, be informed that without acknowledging the unseen, you will understand not and will perpetually undergo many hardships. The, th the truth behind the aspects of what most call God, reality and the way things work, is not written on paper, but in our hearts. And it, like other works of fire, is perceived as incomprehensive babble until one is spiritually prepared to bask in its brilliance. If the light does not shine upon you, then realize that this is a choice to step into it. Perhaps you find comfort in not perceiving the clockwork of heaven. In that case, you may not be meant to see behind the curtain. In truth, none are atheists. Even an agnostic searches for the divine cause of all things through science. This unseen force has a way of calling us all home. For those that wish to press on, know that you have taken a very big step. You have made a choice and petitioned a prayer. If not, then none of this will make any sense. Allow yourself a certain degree of humility, and understanding will come. With it, perhaps you can do great things with the groundwork laid out within this work. It may be that these written words, or spoken, are trivial in nature, and closer to babble than comprehension. What is presented here are ideas, concepts, translated and compared to those with similar perceptions. All of mankind will eventually come to recognize the face of God regardless of the interpretation. It is expected that each of us will do so in our own way. So take from this tome, this audio file, what you can, and hopefully you can begin to see the unseen. We will start by reviewing what we know from the ground up, from hell to the heavens, explaining the dance of what we call subatomic particles, and how they only reflect the great works from above. We will begin with the confinement of perception under the microscope, looking downward. Think for a moment that there are indeed portions of the microscopic atom other than what we know of, not just the electrons, neutrons, protons, or what modern science has broken down to the various phantom particles, but the reality of it is, visible light itself is only a small portion of frequencies that we can perceive. Ergo, looking at the atom, we can only see the small part of it that is within the measurable spectrums. The subatomic particles are the smallest of things that we can measure with our tools, but that doesn't mean that they are a finite point of existence. Particles don't just emanate magnetic fields and hold each other in place with fields emanated by each other, but in fact are sparked into existence by the intermingling of those fields. We must get past that barrier of perception and understand why things appear the way they do in the first place. 
Subatomic particles are perceived because they emit energy, perceived in measurable electromagnetic field waveforms. What we should realize is that unseen charge comes first and begets what we call electromagnetic field waves. We have to redefine what exactly a wave is. We, we need to propose better definitions for its origin of unseen charge, such as immeasurable electromagnetic plasma waves, maybe dark energy, ether, aether, or the word of God, whatever. There should be a term that defines a potential to create all different frequencies, densities, and vibrations. Since it comes first and begets all things, it must also be revered for allowing all possibilities. So it therefore should not exist only within the visible or any observable spectrum. The unseen charge that propagates our observable electromagnetic field waves is out of sync with our physical reality. It is of varying electro hyperdimensional quality. This makes it clear that the movement of subatomic particles or anything on the observable spectrum on our density or dimensional paradigm does not supply all of the unseen source that causes the existence of fields, atomic or subatomic structures. Therefore, particles cannot be used to define the causation of electromagnetic fields, but only used as signs to discern the unseen, this dance that happens in the background. Depending on which science we're working with, we use different units of measurement, unfortunately all derived from less than reputable standards. Modern sciences use something called wave measure ranging from short gamma waves to long sound waves, and as you can tell from the diagram I have in the book here, which is just a visible spectrum, there's only a very small portion that is visible. However, don't let perceptions of bar graphs stop your mind from wondering. Ask now, what exactly is being measured, this hertz frequency? The visible light has a wavelength in range from about 380 nanometers to 740 nanometers, with a frequency range of about 405 trillion hertz to 790 trillion hertz. The waves measured are graphed occurrences of intensity of electromagnetic field polarity over a perceived distance in time. Each occurrence of a waveform or pulse of charge is recognized as a single measure of hertz, or beat per second. Due to the fluctuations in polarity, it is probable that all waveforms are results of mingling charge, rather than a pure form of it. Light traveling from our sun through what we call space cannot be perceived until it reacts with our atmosphere. Cosmonauts claim they cannot see it or the stars until they have a variable of gases between themselves and the source of light. This proves that the source of light does not begin with a particle at all, nor a polarized electromagnetic wave, and is the result of mingling of immeasurable charges. Also, we can refer to the famous double slit experiment, which shows how light behaves as both a wave and a particle. This experiment also suggests the observer contributes to the observance of particles. As without the observer, only waves are measured. Since most spiritual beliefs support the belief that the observer is the producer of the unseen charge, 
it can be determined that multiple sources of this unseen energy are required to bring about measurable waves, and more so for the observance of particles. With that reasoning, one would be wise to realize that by following the path of photons or electrons, one cannot find their true source by tracking them back from whence they came. The same can be said for electricity. Now I present a picture of a plasma ball. In this image there is a gas-filled plasma ball. A person is touching it with their five fingers. The result is an arc of visible electricity. Uh, many people have seen the plasma balls. They're like a mini Tesla coil in a, in a glass of gas. Uh, contrary to what you may think though, the source of the charge resulting is in this light show it actually comes from a pairing of energies. Uh, not just from the wall socket. Energy from the person who is touching the glass ball and the energy from the wall socket the ball is plugged into amongst all other possible variable additions of energy. Modern use of electricity is actually a method of channeling or drawing in charge and acts as a girdle for charge to flow through. The vacuum of gas in the ball only allows for these charges to become visible when they in fact are happening everywhere. Note the similarity of this event to the stars in the night sky. Is it not Im imaginable that an immeasurable electromagnetic influence comes on to the vault or firmament over the earth just as a person's fingers can manipulate a plasma ball? Maybe you need to see it to believe it. Maybe stars are not really big burning balls of gas. Maybe they're just electrical effects. We know that the difference in the weight of items or in individual fluctuations at different points of elevation or altitude, and that cooking requires different methods in different climates as well. Obviously we use measurements that do not ring true as constants, plain and simple. The capacity for holding and producing energy fluctuates depending on the surrounding environment. Even the standard for the kilogram degrades over time, and the measure of a second itself has been shown to vary. If anyone were to theorize that time, space, or electromagnetic field properties are not a constant, then our entire measure of all things has no standard, and many people have made this argument. Perceived light and sound could be on the same thread of gamma rays at a higher level above our heads, transmuted through what we call our atmosphere. If light can be refracted through the surface of water, then why not through Earth's atmosphere, which gradually increases in density? Would not that provide a transmutation of electromagnetic waveforms? Transmutation is indeed possible, and it's happening around us all the time. What exactly is transmutation? Transmutation is the variation of frequency or vibration of charge as it travels across space and time. It also varies in its dimensional density due to collapsing waveforms. This happens everywhere and is unseen and immeasurable. It is coded on every physical substance on Earth in the formation of their elements. For instance, a protein strand is a girdle of charge that varies in frequency from low on one end to high on the other. It successfully transmutes unseen charge. Though, you will never hear that from any reputable scientists. No doctor can tell you the true significance of the collagen strand that makes up your bone structure. They do tell you though that proteins provide energy. 
but they don't really know why. Transmutation remains an impossibility to modern science, yet it remains to be one of the biggest factors of our lives. Modern physics is now noting that atomic structures are the result of phase conjugation of electromagnetic waves, yet they propose it is the mingling of immeasurable waveforms only. What is phase conjugation? It is the combination of charges funneled towards one another resulting in the presence of a physical substance, particles, and matter. This is exactly what happens to form all physical structures. New technologies revolving around phase conjugation claim to employ the use of three-dimensional holograms. Multiple frequencies are aimed at a single location to bring about these effects. This is one step towards unlocking the science fiction hard light technology, like that used on the holodeck in Star Trek. In another image, uh, it shows uh, multiple waveforms spiraling into a nucleus, the same conjugate theory that I discussed. The theory is that charge transmutes conically, meeting up with another transmuted form of charge to form an unending amount of possibilities in the center. Charge theoretically fizzles into every possible variance in the nucleus and ultimately fizzles back out the other end, and vice versa depending on your perception of space-time. It's a chicken-egg scenario surrounded in a black hole or a soul, whatever you want to call it. The nucleus of phase conjugation and the nucleus of a singularity are one in the same. Atomic particles are results of phase conjugation, unseen charges begetting matter, as are entire galaxies, and heavenly bodies the result of this process. They too reflect measurable waveforms of conical charges meeting up. This is what has been called a church, a chakra, a cup, many things. A research group called the Thunderbolts are now catching up to this concept with their research on the topic of sonoluminescence. This is the excitation of orbs of light by sound waves. Experiments bringing them into existence are dubbed star in a jar. All this discovery comes decades after the discovery of muons in 1936. Muons being the name for large electrons, which too were excited into existence under specific circumstances. What is logically represented here is the constant rediscovery of concepts, a trait the fallen nature of man has, and he is always doomed to repeat things. Going back to the plasma ball idea of how transmutation of charge can be affecting us on Earth, due to the unique capacitance of these devices, we are able to witness events that are happening all around us, yet we cannot see them. There are red sprites which form in conical dendrites siphoning into blue arcs of the miniature lightning bolts. This too is a transmutation of charge. It changes again under the dome of light formed around the torus in the middle of the globe which sets upon a miniature tesla coil. Tesla coils are designed as transformer coils transmuting frequency of alternating current from low to high or again vice versa because unseen source energy comes from every angle. This event shows the relationship our Earth has with all the heavenly bodies and the reality behind the aspects of astrology. We are indeed influenced by our heavenly watchers. The sun also acts upon us in this way. Such charge emanating from them has also been referred to biblically as water or grace from heaven above. These heavenly waters have 
been referred to as invisible electromagnetic plasma, etheric energy, dark energy, the word of God, etc. These sources are to be accounted for, but they are not the only sources of this immeasurable energy. If standard units of measurement are based on a particular space-time attribute unique to the environment on Earth and, according to Einstein, space-time itself transmutes miles above our heads, then the heavens themselves are a magnificent light show influenced by sources that are not properly measurable here on Earth. Any true details discerning celestial bodies has to be from sources who have been to these sources to measure their true energies within their own environments. Just as one at the bottom of a canyon cannot properly perceive the acoustics of a person shouting from the top, we cannot perceive the true form of what lies above the earth. So, we've successfully broadened our spectrum of understanding. We look under the microscope and see infinity, and we look through the telescope and we see infinity. Now we realize there is an unending web of charge that attaches all of it together. Knowing that all things are connected, we can now begin to answer other questions as to why and how this happens by looking back at the original teachings to mankind. We can find these answers written in hieroglyphs on ancient stone ruins, coded throughout allegory in the Bible, Torah, Quran, and in other works of fire, painted on cave walls, etc. It's possible that mankind knew the truth long ago and wrote it down in cave walls, books like the Vedas, and the Bible, etc. Moses himself is a variation of an older Sumerian character, and even the mythos of ancient Sumer is rumored to come from a much older antediluvian culture. The secrets to reality and the way things work are coded in every religion and aspect of spirituality throughout history and the in the observable sciences as well. Any view that takes us beyond the limit of what hangs with us on the crossroads of perception and allows us to see a piece of what lies beyond the firmament of heaven is worthy of praise to he who sits upon the high seat. According to these ancient teachings, we learn that the Lord of hosts indeed works to fill every one of our cups on a constant basis and whatever we transmute that gift into emanates outward. Every thought and action is a prayer. Physical reality manifests due to charges of energy received from unseen sources. It seems only fitting that we should take responsibility for our every deed, as according to the ancients, it works quite literally to shape the world we live in. All matter is a conjugation of unseen energy, and the human soul of the observer is tethered to these sources, causing this conjugation. The link between man and the source energy allows for free will and subjects our physical bodies to what is forged within the creation. It is essentially a conscious web that we all hang upon, an invisible tree of life that bears visible fruit. Once comprehended, one will realize that research in all fields of science will need redefinition, not necessarily recalculation but a need to reattribute cause and effect in experimentation. If we acknowledge all the variables of our earthly capacitance, then our science should reflect their influence. We must take into account the elements composing the capacity in which reactions take place 
and relate the difference in behavior under radio frequency shielding and other variations of capacity. We must record the times and positions on the Earth the experiments take place, as well as Earth's astronomical position in the universe. Every scientific experiment should compose triple-blind tests where multiple observers are aware, unaware, and convinced to believe lies about the variables. We must also record the feelings and expectations of all those involved in an experiment and the opinion of the general population. Knowing all the aspects behind Earth's and our physical body's capacitance, we will then recognize the influence of all the celestial and internal heavens. We can also discern the many signs, like horoscopes with a link behind density of one's bone structure reflecting an overall status of health. If you choose to open the door of your mind, you will see what lies beyond the limits of perception and begin to trace back to the unseen weird of God. Remember, you can support this program by purchasing a copy of Apple of Perception by J.E. Benet. That's V-E-N-N-E. It is available as of February 2019 on Kindle and paperback through Amazon. Our next chapter will include the origin of these invisible energies. And we'll be covering frequencies, alchemy, word, faith, arcanum, gnosis, tesseract, rebirth, apotheosis, and method so you can apply this knowledge to your life. Until next time, I am Joseph Edward Vinay. Take it easy and be excellent to each other.